The war had all but ground to a halt in the blink of an eye. Lucian, the most feared and ruthless leader ever to rule the Lycan clan, had finally been killed. The Lycan horde scattered to the wind in a single evening of flame and retribution. Though Lycans were fewer in number, the war itself had become more perilous, for the moon no longer held her sway. Older, more powerful Lycans were now able to change at will. The weapons had evolved, but our orders remained the same. Hunt them down and kill them off, one by one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own these DVDs? Your true host, Sean Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own these DVDs? Yeah. Why do we own the DVD? Represent Sean Takaki and his wife Diane. Yeah. Just wanna say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Ten hours later. Waiting on you there, slow coach. Yeah, no. I had to go rescue a bunny. Yeah, I don't care. Why? Wow. I don't rescue animals. From egresses. I'm like, well, you put yourself into this situation. It was sad. He was standing on the skeleton of his best friend. Fellow bunny. Comrade. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what skeleton is down there. I don't think I think it's a squirrel. Uh yeah, I think so. I looked at the skull and You're like, is this worth taking and framing? It's not, because it's a little it's been there too long. Yeah. I didn't realize. I it. get it. Ah, uh, I don't. I just don't know about Underworld. I thought I I could not stop thinking about the director Len Wiseman. Len Wiseman. Um, because I was like, isn't he that judge from Dancing with the Stars that died? Len, it was Len Goodman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, <laughs> so you're picturing Len Goodman, and it was making me giggle. You're like Kate Beckinsale left Michael Sheen for Len Goodman. But, but uh, he he did not. Direct. He did not. No, Len Wiseman. <laughs> there would have did. been more dancing. <laughs> there was not enough dancing in Underworld. No, it's a very silly, silly movie. See, I couldn't even find the silly. I was looking because to me, silly is like Van Helsing. I was doing a lot of Van Helsing comparison. You can't not. This movie was, I- and I just found this movie depressing. I was like, this movie needs to find its footing. Yeah. Because you're going to make four more. So please get your at, shit together. At least I think I think Van Helsing knew what it was doing. In terms of like, it's like kind of camp, like not really taking itself seriously, but not like, you know, total camp. Whereas this, there just wasn't any camp you know they they're like we're not this is a completely serious movie and they, i just yeah they were trying to do i it. just felt myself kind of bummed <laughs> when i was watching like my mood was kind of like 
Like, I didn't hate it. I was like, oh, this movie sucks. I just, my mood, I think, during it was just like, well, there's nothing fun in here. Um, Yeah, they were, I think the atmosphere they were trying to create was like that brooding. Kind of emo. Just, yeah. Right? And like it, the crow? Yes. But there was still too much like, I don't What's the timeline between this and Matrix? Four years. So Matrix is 99. So I think they were still trying to... Capitalize on that? Trying to echo, like, the style and the look of Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. And still keep it... Because Matrix wasn't... Like, didn't have the emo aspect of it. Looks-wise, it it did, but... But story-wise... the mood-wise was different. Yeah. You know. Yeah, whereas, I never, I was not like, oh, I feel kind of bummed. Whereas this, I mean, the they matrix. were gonna, they're putting you all the, all these, you know, pretty kids in black clothes and kids. <laughs> sure, you came back because I was like thirty, but okay. <laughs> and Michael Sheen, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, no, but and they're so they're trying to make this like dark, serious, moody. Mm-hmm. movie but oh hi frankie but uh i yeah i i uh my memory of it was that it was a not you silly. said you said a music video yes which i didn't even see the music video. which that is more matrix yeah and at even least, more the crow at least i mean you know what i my memory of the crow well, that's also a bummer, but not like is very they thin. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, but so yeah, I would have to reference a, a um, the Matrix more. Because mm-hmm. I mean, my yeah, my memories of that are so much stronger than the Crow. But yeah. But yeah, I don't even know where I was going with this. But yeah, that no, your, the, your memory of it, you thought it's going to be. But yeah, Underworld, I thought. My memory of it was that it was more just kind of chaotic and and like actiony and exciting and and fun like to watch and last night I'm like oh I maybe I want to watch the next ones instead. See after watching I was like well I, I probably mean, don't need to see the rest. I'm thinking they got to get better and I think they, once they I think once they make money they're like okay now we can play. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what this their one, goal this one was. Felt like a proof of concept kind of film. Like, like we can uh-huh. we can tell the story. Let's show you. And then people with money were like, "Okay, yeah, you can. We see what you're trying to do. We'll give you a second shot." And then I think that one does better than that. Okay, now you have a thing. Now you got your your rhythm. Would you honestly sit down and watch? All the sequels. Yes. You would? Oh, for sure. I hope you never buy them because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. They gotta be more fun. I feel like they they would be just because now they're like, okay, yeah, like you said, now we can play. We don't have to be so serious anymore. But, I mean, I think I think they realize people probably don't like serious when it comes to vampires and and werewolves. We don't want it to be serious. We want to have fun with it. Yeah. And I just didn't have fun with Underworld. 
And I think, when does Resident Evil happen? I don't know. It's all around the same time to me. Again, I don't... Because I feel like even... like Because I think Resident Evil leaned into the scary horror aspect of it more. But in a more fun way. But still did it with, like, kind of the flashy, you know, film-friendly, like, mass audience kind of vibe. Okay. And you don't think Underworld did that? I think they tried to. Or I think... I think maybe they wanted to, but it ended up being just, yeah, this kind of moody, relatively slow-paced kind of... Because it, yeah. it's so... It's it's very, like, political, this movie. Like, sure. not... I don't mean I don't mean globally. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's between two factions. It's between sure. within one house. Sure. And the politics in that house. Sure. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With Craven and... Sure. <clears throat> so. Well, let, let's get, let's dig into... Let's get under the world. Mm, didn't like that. This is a podcast called Why Do We Own This DVD? I'm Diane. That's Sean. Every week we talk about a movie from our DVD collection. Resident Evil was 2002. Okay, so a year before this. Mm-hmm. So I think that may have influenced... Directed by Len Wiseman. Or I get him mixed up with that French guy that like Milic Jovovich. Yeah. Luke. Luke Besson. I don't know. The guy did Fifth Element? Yeah. Luke Besson. Yeah. I get him mixed up with them. Oh. Because they both have like three letter L names. (laughs) Resident Evil. Luke and Len. Luke. I mean, Luke. Resident Evil was Paul W.S. Anderson. Not Paul Thomas Anderson. No. Don't get him mixed up. All right. Tonight. Today. This morning. I don't know. We're talking about a movie from 2003. A movie called Underworld. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what any of the music sounded like in this movie. Mm, none of it was memorable. Nope. Um, so this movie is actually celebrating its uh, 20th anniversary this month. This movie came out September 19th, 2003. Like we said, directed by Len Wiseman, not Len Goodman. It'd be funnier if it was Len Goodman, now that I think about it. Again, more dancing. Um, And um, it's about vampires and lichens, which is actually an ancient species of werewolf. And for generations, vampires and lichens have secretly waged a war. The vampires gain the upper hand when lichen leader Lucian, or Lucian, I heard both pronunciations, Sure. <clears throat> seemingly dies at, the, dies at the hands of the vampire Craven, who becomes second in command to the vampire's leading elders. That's the history of these, these, this war. Y- yeah. Um, yeah. And Celine, are. Heroin. You say heroine? Yeah. Mm. I just did. I don't always. I don't it's a word I don't like to say because it's a weird word. <laughs> I don't, it's a word I don't like to hear. Apparently. Our hero, Celine, played by Kate Beckinsale, is a member of an elite group of vampire assassins. Slayers, if you would. Mm. <laughs> They're known as death dealers. And she uh she 
continues to pursue the extermination of the lichens. Despite other vampires no longer perceiving them as a threat. They're like, no, lichens are fine. That well, war is over. Like, there's like four of them left. <laughs> and she's like, nope, I'm going to continue my destiny. Um, Lucian, this lichen leader, played by Michael Sheen. I really, um, he was probably my favorite. Yeah. Because I feel like he deserved a little more. Probably deserved a little better. But we'll get to why, I guess. I kind of felt bad for him. I'm like, eh, he did nothing wrong. I liked, I liked Lucian. I liked, well, I liked Celine. Sure, you can't, I mean, yeah. I wanted Celine to be. A little bit more animated. She was kind of a Less bummer. moody. <laughs> she's very, again. She's very grouchy in this movie. She is. Like, I don't think she smiled once. No. And that's nothing on Kate Beckinsale. Again, we, you know, you want a fun Kate Beckinsale, then watch Van Helsing. You know, she's probably moody in there too. I don't remember, but at least she's more fun to watch. She's more animated. Yeah. She's she's very angry in this movie, and I felt bad. Yeah, well. Because, I mean, I'm like, I feel like that isn't Kate Beckinsale's personality. So, I mean, I felt like it was. No, it's really not. It had to have been very tiring. But, like, up until this point, she'd really, for the most part, only done, like, period dramas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. romantic comedies. I forgot when Serendipity was, but that was a movie I watched a lot. Yeah, well, Serendipity was that with... Uh, uh, Cusack. Cusack, yeah. She played an American. And whenever mm-hmm. she does an American accent, her voice goes up, like, four and it's like a it's like a New York movie? Yeah. East Coast movie? Yeah. It's the, that big old... That, Big Sunday yeah. coffee shop. I don't know. Serendipity. I don't. I couldn't tell you the plot, and but I it, watched it more than once. Did it revolve around them just having the destiny of meeting again at that fucking place? Maybe. Don't quote me on like any of that. Chance encounters. So really, this was her first action role, bro- broody role. Um, and then she kind of was known as the underworld girl. Okay. Sorry, I was answering a question. Just as Mia was... Uh, Maybe. T- tagged as the Resident Evil girl after her Fifth Element yeah. stint. Because if you think, you know... I, of course, had known Kate Beckinsale. You know, first thing I saw her in was Much Ado About Nothing, which was like her first thing. And she got kind of typecast as that English rose. Oh, really? I say that because... The, I read an interview with her from right after, like right around Much Ado Time. So she was like fucking 18 years old or something. I thought she was even younger than that. I think she was 18 in Much Ado. Oh, okay. So she was probably like, it was probably like shortly after that movie came out. And I read this. And I, I was, she bothered me because, you know, she was the love interest of Robert Sean Leonard. Oh, Obviously, she bothered me. And the first line of this interview says, don't you dare call me an English rose. And so, of course... My friend Kate and I would be like, hey there, English Rose, like, to her face on the television screen. Wow. Yeah. So I will never forget that first line, would you dare call me an English Rose? Apparently she's not. And maybe she really wanted to do something like Underworld to prove that she wasn't. Because she will stick candies in your butt crack. She will stick an English Rose in your ass, I'm sure. Okay. So during a clash with the Lycans the beginning of the movie, Celine discovers that they're actually looking for someone. They're looking for someone named Michael Corvin. 
played by Scott Speedman. And I've never been a Scott Speedman fan. I don't know why. There's something about him. I'm bored with his... I I get bored when I see him. I don't know what I know him from. Is he Was he an X-Man? In one no. of the newer... Oh. No, I don't. Well, we never saw the newer ones, so I, I don't know. He wasn't the guy with the wings? I have no idea. Who's the guy with the wings? Yeah. No idea. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know him from felicity and i didn't like him on felicity oh he's my age oh my god yeah he is <laughs> weird um because when you watch felicity you're either a ben girl or a noel girl i was not a ben girl i did not like ben i don't know what any of those words are ben is the one that felicity nope. moved across the country for I don't know who felicity noel is. was like the good guy who she saw as a friend but no was that we saw noel at jerry's deli remember no idea Okay, will you put your phone down then? I You don't know Scott Speedman from shit. No, I, apparently yeah. I don't. He was in The Strangers, a movie I will never watch again. With mm-hmm. Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. He was in duets. Great. <laughs> he wasn't the X-Man with the bird wings? I don't even know what that is. The white feathered wings? No idea. Oh. What's his name? Phoenix? Dark Phoenix? <laughs> That's someone else. Angel? Okay. Angel? Oh. Michael Corvin. Played by boring Scott. I don't know. And also, like, the chemistry. I don't know if they were trying to build chemistry between Scott Speedman and Kate Beckinsale, but I felt none because I feel like Scott Speedman doesn't have chemistry with anyone. I... Nothing... I don't know the man. I'm sure he's a nice guy. It's just... This is my take. I just get bored when I watch him. So I'm like, what do you... <sighs> what... I I mean, and I don't. It's just one of those things. We all have those people, and he's he's one of mine. Just kind of like meh. <laughs> There's so many other people I would rather have played Michael Corbin than I would believe Kate Beckinsale with. But would you rather have? I had, don't know. Would you rather have had it be Wentworth Miller? Yeah, I, I liked him in this movie too. Poor guy. They should have switched spots. <laughs> spots. Uh yeah. I don't know. No idea. It was. It's still very weird seeing Wentworth Miller with hair, and I don't really know Wentworth Miller. I don't either. I just know him from the Prison Break ads. <laughs> I can see him on the poster. Yeah, <laughs> and I know that he like said "fuck you" to Hollywood, and he like he's a writer now. Oh, he doesn't do anything. He's like super introverted writer who doesn't want to be on. He's like, I don't want a big role on anything. Okay. I don't want to. Good for him. That's all I know, and I only know that because they talked about it on a blank check. Yeah, good for him. Okay, so the the Lycans are searching for Michael Corvin, a seemingly ordinary medical student. Boring. And she she wants to find out why they're following him. So ignoring Craven's insistence to ignore the situation, he's like, just forget about him. Craven, played by a dude I don't know, but he looked familiar the whole time. Um, Shane Brawley. He I click his link and there's nothing, so I don't think he exists. He just looked familiar, and I didn't like his voice. Um, <laughs> I'm like, are you speaking with an American accent when you're not? I couldn't really. It doesn't say, like, where he's from. Oh, he's from Ireland. Northern Ireland. Okay. Well, there you go. I, yeah, I I don't know. He hasn't been in a thing I've heard of, except for Underworld. Yeah, he's only, yeah. Ooh. Weird. Because he looks like 
He looks like every dude I... <laughs> he looks like a, just like like every guy. And so does Scott. Uh, okay, never mind. Anyway, Craven's like, just ignore it. And Celine's like, no, I'm going to investigate this situation. There's something up. So after approaching Michael, the pair find themselves pursued by a group of lichens led by Lucian, who is actually still alive. Everyone thought he was dead. Michael Sheen's like, nope, bitches, I'm here. And um, Lucian bites Michael during um, their escape. Gives a big old werewolf bite. Yeah, because Celine goes snooping around in his apartment. And mm, then... She's like, this place is boring. And then, okay. And Michael, who's been actively pursued by strangers. Yeah. Um, sees his apartment door open. Still goes inside. Well, you know, he's like, well, why is my door open? Let's go see. I don't know. And then Celine is very bad at multitasking. She can't keep a a hand on him or an eye on him. Well, she's busy shooting her guns. She hears like werewolves and shit. I feel like Kate Beckinsale like would just spend hours in her in her bedroom. Learning like doing the gun stance with two guns. Like behind her back, upside down, on the side. No, I mean I think under your legs. I don't know. I think Celine would much rather just be out on her own in the city, secretly killing werewolves. Yeah, she's very much a I work alone type person. She's very yeah, she's very much a a a lone wolf among the vampires. (laughs) A lone lichen. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for clarifying my pun. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so Michael gets bit, big old bite, and... Which, weirdly, Celine never notices. Well, because that's when they get in her car, and then they fly the car off into the water. Well, because, yeah, because Lucian's still attacking the car, and she gets stabbed. stabbed Yeah, it's a very, like, T2 scene with, like, the... (laughs) I don't know that thing. It's like the T-1000 on the car. Sure. But not as good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then they follow they the car crashes into the water and he saves her and gives her like one breath of mouth to mouth and she like coughs well, up a, he's just pushing he's just giving her chest compressions and yeah not mouth to mouth water f- floods out of her throat doesn't even flood just like goes, kind of pitters now can vampires <laughs> drown can I don't know because was she an ever was she ever now not okay, he wouldn't know this but was was she ever in danger of dying. No, again, vampire lore, it's obviously different wherever you go. I have no idea. Because I didn't know that vampires had heartbeats. These do. These do. It just just pumps vampire blood. I was just thinking of Edward Cullen the whole time going, he doesn't have this going on inside him. Now, okay. Really quick to Edward to the Cullen vampires. Of course. I'd much rather talk about them than these They don't have a pulse. No. They're cold. So if they were pretended to be unconscious and like have to like have EMTs work on them they'd be like oh this guy's already dead he doesn't have a pulse he's ice cold why even try you know resuscitative measures when you say pretend to be unconscious like if he was involved in a car crash oh and like an ambulance happened to be right there he can't be just pop out and be like he can't just walk away from it like he normally would so like if Bella is like was like you know Unconscious and you know, bleeding from her head. Maybe Edward has a, s- a scratch. Maybe 
Would he uh-huh. also have to pretend to be injured and like need help? I don't think he would. I think he'd be like, I don't know how I managed. He's to... like, you know what? I'm fine. Just work I'm on fine. her. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they'd have to do. Because, yeah, otherwise they'd be like, well, bury him. Or if, if a vampire had to sneak into a a hospital or morgue as a body. I guess they. I guess morgue would be easier because they would just lay there. <laughs> anyway. How does Edward get a boner if he doesn't have a heartbeat? I don't know how There's the no sex blood stuff flowing. works. How he made a baby. I don't know what came out of him and into her to make a I mean, baby. I do not understand, and I'm not going to even ask Stephanie Meyer now, when I have lunch with her today. I can <laughs> I, I can accept that Cullen vampires, you know, or I mean Twilight vampires. They have, freeze, their, freeze no, their eggs. <laughs> no, no, I don't think Edward has eggs to freeze. I know. Uh, Alice, though, I mean, say I can, it, Alice. I can, I can believe that those vampires have, while they are overall dead things walking they do have living cells in them somehow they're like you know kind of like how zombies are alive but they're dead sure there's still things that are still operating they're still working parts so Mm -hmm. frankie stop frankie that door is way too heavy for you to open Uh uh-huh but i mean these vampires in underworld they have they're they're they might they're they're living they're living. They have all the aspects of life, except that I think the difference is they're just immortal. That's what I think, too. I don't think they're dead. Dead. I, I think, just think they can't, they can't die. They just, they just don't die. They can be killed, but they don't die. Much like the elves. Are elves of Middle-earth? Vampires? Vampires. They might be. But then I guess so would... But then... They're no different than lichens, because aren't lichens immortal too? I don't care. I have no idea. They've all been alive for hundreds and hundreds of years. Lucian's 600 years old or however old. So yeah, Michael is bit by Lucian. And since Craven was actually the only person to quote-unquote witness Lucian's death, Selene's like, I think you lied about killing him. I don't think you ever did, because... He's alive. Well, she doesn't know. I it's think Lucian. you're working with. Well, this I'm just saying. But then she starts doing her investigation. She's what she's bad at. She's a bad. She's like I'm gonna look at this camera. She's she's and, and zoom at the pixels. I don't know. Well, I mean, because she, well, she she would be a bad police detective because she never notices that Michael was bit. Yeah, should be obvious. I mean, because she pulled Lucian off of him. No, she pulled him. Out from under Lucian's teeth. <laughs> mm, yeah, mm-hmm. they were they were stuck together, mouth to shoulder. Gross. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, so she's doing her investigation on like mm. researching Lucian, the history of Lucian. Yeah, she's looking at that book, and she has a photographic memory because she remembers seeing the medallion around his neck, which is yep. the one in the in a wood carving. Sure. Picture. Wait, that's not the most reliable. Hey. Physical evidence. <laughs> research is research. And there's a flap of skin. That's gross. That was cut from Lucian's arm, which was his brand, mm-hmm. which was Victor's brand. Oh. Because back in the day, turns out werewolves were owned by vampires. They were enslaved. And they they were kind of one and the same. They were, you know, 
Master and Werewolf. You mm-hmm. know, they were all they were all in this. They all lived together because they one worked for the other one mm-hmm. for a period of time. But yeah, that's that's Victor's brand, which I only just realized just I now. I didn't, and I didn't spend any time because Lucian's of it. thing is a V shape. Oh. And that little seal on Victor's tomb where she's unlocking okay. it is a V because then Marcus has an M. Oh. And Selene would have an S. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I, I was... But yes, yeah, Selene comes to suspect that Craven lied about killing Lucian and may be working with the Lycans. That's a big leap. Yeah, even, well, even you know, she, little research goes a long way in movies. Even though she's right, it's a big leap. So after hiding Michael at a safe house, I don't know what safe house this is, but that's okay. You know the one where she have, she has him chained? That's the safe house? I She's thought. like, you know, where we put the bullets back in? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like her apartment. No. I guess she has a mansion. She lives in the Celine returns to her coven's mansion. What do you think of the coven's mansion? Would you live there? Yeah. It's a lot of black and red. I'm like, wow, they're really leaning into that whole red velvet. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people hanging out over there too. Yeah, but the only too, one I care about is Erica, who I really liked in this movie, and I wanted more Erica. You mean the girl in the fireplace? The girl in the fireplace. Yeah, Madame Pompadour, also Isolde from Tristan and Isolde. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did like her. Um, I was like, she's way more entertaining than broody ass Celine. Sorry. Erica's like, I just want Craven to like me. So I guess she's not that important. I I feel like if these movies were made now, that might that might, that could be a fanning. She I was getting fanning vibes. I thought you were trying to say like standing, but you changed it to fanning. And in my head I heard shipping. What? I don't know. Like you're like, <laughs> that's the way we made say people would ship Erica and Celine. What happened in your brain? Something broke. This movie broke my brain. She also, I also got like um, Christine Strahovski vibes. I don't know who that is. The girl from Chuck, the long girl from Chuck. Oh, from Handmaid's Tale. I don't know that, but okay. She's great in The Handmaid's Tale. She was great in Chuck. She's super great in Handmaid's Tale. She's the best character on that show. Is she the main? No. Maid? No, that's Elizabeth. (laughs) Elizabeth. From Mad Men, you know. Mm, you know no. what I'm talking about. No. I hate you. And Maid's Tale. I don't want the novel. You know. <laughs> Yosef Bridge? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. You know her. Oh, my God. This... I recognize those eyes. From The Invincible Man, which is a really good remake of Universal Monster movie. She gets attacked in her kitchen? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize that clip. Yeah, that's a great movie. Anyway, we're not talking about any of that. Celine returns to her coven's mansion and prematurely awakens Victor, a hibernating elder vampire. I... He was so hammy in this movie. I really, really like Victor. I really like Because liked... he was the most entertaining to like listen to. I, mean, I thought they put the most thought and effort into how do we reawaken vampires? 
Yeah, that's kind of neat. That 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 had the most thought put into it in this whole movie. Yeah, they really they're like if anything's going to matter in this movie, we got to reawaken a vampire like on an, on the next level here. And it was very cool. So Victor played by Bill Nye. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what kind of decisions he made, but he made some choices and I was kind of there for it. I'm like, well, at least this is entertaining. More Victor, less everyone else. I would much rather have watched A House Full of the Elders. Yeah, where's that movie? Maybe, because I know there's it like comes a... comes later. There's like a prequel, right? Rides of the Lycans or... Because we never saw Marcus in this movie, No. Right? He does show up. Is he a big deal? Is he, he also an elder? Yeah, he's the one who's... He's, he's the one who was supposed to be awakened instead of Victor. Oh. That's why Elena is coming. She's part of that group to reawaken the... Who's uh, Elena? The one who gets killed on the train. Oh, I didn't Pay know Pay attention, her woman! I didn't know her name. I'm like Elena from Vampire Diaries? Was her name Elena? Now that I'm... Now I'm wondering. Doesn't matter. So, Victor awakens. And Victor's mad. I don't know why. He's just mad. Well, because it's... Because hey, it's Celine. not his time and he wasn't awakened properly. Yeah, he was op- awakened a little before the alarm went off. You know what I, you know what I mean? He refuses to believe Celine's Amelia. It's Amelia, not Elena. Vampire Diaries. Victor refuses to believe Celine's warnings about Craven's treachery. He's like, I don't believe you. He's fine. He's a good guy. She's like, eh. And he reminds her that his fellow elder Marcus was supposed to be awakened before him. While awaiting Craven's judgment for defying him, Celine binds Michael fearing that the lichen's bite will transform him into a werewolf when the full moon rises. Because it's kind of starting. She's like... Nee. Yeah, it's... it's The full moon is supposed to be, like, the next night. Uh, so, yeah, she kind of locks up. She's like, gives him a gun. Use this. <laughs> this will be better for you. And he's a bad shot. He tries to shoot the, well, the no, chains off. Because the bullet is this... It's a silver, silver nitrate. Bullet. It's this liquid bullet. Yeah. It's all it's meant to do is splash silver into the world's blood. So there's no solid thing that can penetrate like the chains or walls or anything. It's just supposed oh. to like, get into your skin. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It's, okay. he, it's, he basically shot a, a gel cap oh, okay. at, the, at, a, at the chain. Yeah. As the two of them bond, I don't think they bond at all, but okay. She gradually tells him more about her past. Revealing that Victor adopted her and turned her into a vampire after her family's death at the hands of lichens, which is why she is on this uh, campaign to kill them all. And that Michael's hallucinations. What? I don't know. Hallucinations. His hallucinations. His hallucinations <laughs> of Lucian. Their memories that Lucian passed down to him when he bit him, right? How he got him? I already forgot what you're talking about. The hallucinations that oh, Michael that Michael's has, experiencing, yes. He got him from Lucian. Yeah, he thinks they're hallucinations, but she's like, no, those are memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Celine later manages to capture and abduct abduct the lichen scientist Singe mm-hmm. Sing. Whatever. Uh, who I thought was Bill Diet person. I'm like, no, this no. is just some other hammy guy. While the um, Lycans managed to capture Michael. You know, he would have, he probably played like a Nazi scientist in mm. 
any the of Marvel those. movie. Captain America. Yeah. One of the Captain Americas. Yeah. And then while held captive in the Lycan's lair, Michael soon learns that Lucian was once in love with Victor's daughter, Sonia. Yes. I want that movie. Well, I think I'm sure we get it. I bet you we get it. I just want Lucian's movie. Okay, it starts beginning with just... I think think that happens. Uh, Is Michael Sheen in it, though? He's in a bunch of them. Thank you for saying that. So yeah, he finds that out and that Victor actually murdered his own daughter after he discovered her affair mm-hmm. with a dog. Yes. Lucian claims that Lycans were once slaves of vampires and the war began when they rose up against them and fought for their freedom. Mm-hmm. That's how this whole thing began. Civil See, rights. all that... Way more interesting than what is actually happening in this movie. This, this movie is basically a civil rights movie. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I would have written something else it, if I wanted to make... It's basically the story of the American South in, like, Gotham. Where are they? I don't know where... It's a very dark, dark city. And it's raining a lot. I mean, are they in, like, England? Not Some have accents, some don't. I guess it doesn't some matter. Some are, like, Eastern European... I don't know. I guess it just takes place, yeah, Gotham. Um. So at back at the vampire's house, uh, captive Singe reveals that Selene was being honest about Craven's background and his betrayal, and he reveals why the Lycans want Michael. It's because the vampires, vampires, oh, wow, and Lycans actually have a common ancestor. Which Michael is a direct descendant of. Dun, dun, dun. Because Sinja has been working on trying to put them together. The blood of a vampire, the blood of a lichen. He's trying to combine a a hybrid. Yeah, hybrid. That's what I was trying to think of. And and Victor's like, well, we have a direct descendant of that one ancestor, and it's Marcus. And Singe or Sing or whatever is like, yeah, but he's already been turned. He's already... Mm. Pick the side, vampire yeah. side. You know. Yeah. So it's too late for him. Or is but it? We, have, we don't know. We have Can an untainted descendant. Tainted love. The song's actually about vampires and like sure. you know So as an heir to the legendary Corvinus bloodline, Corvinus, he carries a unique genetic strain that could allow him to become a vampire werewolf hybrid which Singe predicts will lack the weaknesses of both species. So he'll have the good parts of both. Uh, what are the weak... Okay, so are, can know. these vampires... Again, I have no idea. Walk around in the daytime. Well, remember, Sonia burned up. Oh, yeah. Ah! Oh, that's right. So I don't know. I, 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 we don't. It's never daylight, so I have no idea. So really, if you look at it that way... Um, I think that's werewol- a weakness, right? I think, yeah, I think werewolves are more dangerous than vampires because they can walk around they twenty-seven can... days of the month. Sure, just every not full moon, basically, and be fine. Yeah, and all the while they can be killing vampires in the daytime while as they sleep in their dark hidey holes. 
Is that what you would pick if you had to choose? No. If you were... I'd be a vampire. Michael, and they're like, all right. No, I, I want to be a sexy, sexy vampire. They are a little sexier. Sorry. <laughs> Even though I am team Jacob. <laughs> I'm team Renesmee. <laughs> oh, she just wormed her way into this conversation like she always does. <sighs> um. So, yeah. Corvinus. An angered Victor then tells Singe... Not tells. Kills Singe and mobilizes the Death Dealers to raid the Lycan's lair to kill the remaining Lycans, including Michael, who he sees as just enemy no matter what. Sure. Meanwhile, en route to the mansion to awaken Marcus, vampire elder Emilia, who I think she had, she didn't have like a part in this movie at all. The fact that I don't even remember her. She was meant to die. She could have had a little bit more of a role. She's, she's the, an elder. She was the one who looked like uh, Aaliyah from that one movie. Queen of the Damned? Yes. She's all in silver and Yeah, shit. I know what Aaliyah looks like. Queen of the Damned. And then she dies. <laughs> so I, she, mean, I mean, Amelia, I mean, not Aaliyah. Who also Amelia, died, the but. current ruler of the coven, is later ambushed and killed by Lycans, who have tracked her with the assistance of Craven. In the ensuing showdown, there's always going to be a showdown, between vampires and lichens, Celine breaks into the lichens' lair to rescue Michael. Again, I don't, there's zero chemistry between yeah, them. Yeah, because he, he escaped, he, she helped him escape from the safe house, and then he gets grabbed by cops. Yeah, what does he give the scene in the back seat of the car? Are he those... was, they're like, act! He's no. like, Okay! Okay, those, now these cops we already know are not normal cops. They work for Craven, yeah. But are they lichens? I don't know. I thought they were vampires. They, they, I thought they lived at the Coven Mansion. <laughs> I was confused. Because they're, they're aware of what is happening because they have like a, that little antidote or whatever to mm. subdue a, a werewolf. Yeah, uh-huh. The little pointy, pointy, stabby, Because they don't look like normal people. No, they don't. They're not. I don't think they're they are, but we don't know what they are because they're working for the Lycan people, aren't they? I, I thought they're working for the vampires, but I guess it doesn't really matter. But I because I just couldn't. No, because they take they take him to like Lucian's place. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. Lucian's a Lycan. I don't know. I just wanted more backseat screaming because I thought it was funny. A lot of snappy snap, crack, crack. Here, let me show you my chest. My ribs are breaking. Want to watch? Those, like, those effects were interesting. But yeah, I'm like, I was trying yeah. to... I was like, are these good effects? Because I thought they were good. I'm like, do I believe them? No. The the better one, they, they it was overdone because we saw it with Victor's reanimation. Like, f- enough. Uh, it's fine. Good. You showed us just little enough to not show too many flaws like in your anatomies. <laughs> Well, with like vampires, there's not a whole lot of. It's like it's the lichen the, transformation. The transformation. They were. They're like okay. A lot of movies have shown us transformations of human into werewolf. Okay, starting way back with American Werewolf in London, which is like the OG, you know, yeah, transformation. And those are all kind of the same. The best one still is Hemlock Grove. Because that was pretty graphic. Yeah. Yeah, because. And I think with, and it was similar, I think, to the Van Helsing transformations. I don't remember the Van Helsing transformations. Were they 
the human body's ripped apart literally because yeah what comes out is much bigger so it's basically like a like a a metamorphosis but then in hemlock grove they have to re-eat their human remains because it's still part of their 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 overall mass who's that dude Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Right? That's his show? Was it? I don't remember that. Okay, continue. You know what transformation I kept thinking of? Because it was around the same time. It was, well, 2004. Was Lupin when he transforms in Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, um, which obviously is not going to be... It won't be nearly as graphic. Oh, yeah. Produced by Eli Roth. Okay. Okay. I thought he was related. I didn't know that Bill Sarsgaard was in it. In Hemlock Grove? Yeah. Well, shit, now maybe I'm going to watch. I'm just kidding. It was great. I'm not watching any TV shows. Fonka Janssen's in it. Fonka, yeah, I see that. And I don't know who any of these people are. Bill Sarsgaard is scariest person alive. And Um, only because he played Pennywise. He's got those weird eyes. Yeah. And it's funny because in the movie, um, Barbarian. Mm. I don't even want to tell you because I want you to watch Barbarian so bad. What's Barbarian? That Airbnb horror movie. Bill Sarsgaard is in it. But I'm not going to tell you <sighs> anything about it because I really want you to watch it because that movie blew my socks off. What? Why? Because I was not expecting any. I can usually predict is it a, a scary, direction. Is it a scary movie? Yeah. Is it like a gory movie? No. Or is it, is it like a no. creature movie? Is there a monster in it? Or is it just people? It's just people. Oh, bad people. I'm not going to say. Bad people or perverted people? Because it was so <laughs> smartly done. You think you know, right? You think, oh. But are they human people? Yeah, they're humans. Like they're regular, normal, mortal people. I'm not going to tell you. There's a creature aspect. There's some <laughs> sort of. There's. Are they natural people, or is it? There's. There's some unnatural aspect to them. Meaning, you know, that maybe, could, maybe that, one that could be like a superhero. Maybe one. He's a natural That's person, not- but he's not a, a normal. He's not a natural person. He might be a human person, but he's not. Oh, look at that. It actor Bill Sarsgaard to star in remake of The Crow. Someone asked me if I had seen, you know, Crow reboot news. And I said, no. And they wouldn't tell me why. Okay. And there's a squirrel I mean, on the roof of the house next to us. <laughs> it's, that's, it's running willy nilly. <laughs> it heard the news that they're redoing The Crow. And he's like, I got to go tell Brandon Lee. <laughs> That is, I mean, look at, I mean, Brandon Lee was so gorgeous. I don't know. I can see Bill Sarsgaard in it. I, I, you know, I can. Look at those fucking eyes. I know I can too. Interesting. Anyway, Bill Sarsgaard was very smartly cast in Barbarian, but that's all I'm going to say. He's not a good guy in Barbarian. I can already tell because no one. No one with those eyes. That's not a good guy face. And Justin Long is in it, and I haven't seen Justin oh, Long in forever. I did see a clip. Doesn't Justin Long like get attacked face wise? Like he gets <laughs> grabbed by like the head Maybe. or something. I don't know. He screams. 
I saw Justin Long screaming with a hand on his face. Oh, that's funny. I was like, oh my God, because I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't know the cast. I didn't know I'm anything. I'm right, right. I'm right, right. He gets grabbed by like the face he when he screams. He might. I don't, I don't know. know what the scene was, but. I just think you should watch Barbarian because. I don't want to. It seems scary. <laughs> it has been, I probably since the Blair Witch Project has the movie surprised me that oh. much. Oh. Surprised oh. me. Like, I don't know that I would be able to watch Blair Witch for the first time. Now in my not have my in my I don't do scary movies thing. Well, we watched it. We covered it on this podcast. No, 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 because I've already seen it. Well, yeah, I know, but I'd already seen it prior to my I don't watch scary movies thing. I okay. My my I don't watch scary movies thing is is relatively new in my timeline. Why is it new? I don't know. Why don't you watch? So you're not gonna watch Barbarian? I I don't know. I have no desire to. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> like like I don't want to. It, it, you're, you'll be like, okay, well, I'm never going to get an Airbnb. Okay, that's well, sad. I'm, I'm still okay with Airbnbs. I'm not. Um, no, I, I mean, if, if 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 this was a DVD that was up for grabs in our in our that's on our spreadsheet, thing. it doesn't exist on physical media. Oh, too bad. I guess we'll never watch it then. Which they're talking about up like check a few weeks ago because they love that movie and they're like still doesn't exist on Blu-ray or DVD. Okay, well, it was an H- it went theaters and HBO Max. Okay, well, that's just too bad. If I if it ever comes out on something, I'm grabbing it so fast. Cause and and bootleg DVDs don't count. So because <laughs> there's that one Goodwill that always sells bootleg DVDs. <laughs> or someone hand wrote with a sharpie. Yes, barbarian. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh well, boo-hoo. I don't know how we got on. Oh, because we're talking about Hemlock Grove and then Bill starts crying. Um, the transformation. Scott Speedman went two thousand percent in this scene. Good job. Good I, it's job. Just, I know, just was like, he all, was. All the direction he got was scream and look like you're and in lift pain. up your t shirt. Look like your ribs are cracking. But show us. So lift that shirt up. I did like the ribs changing shape. Okay. Through the skin. I like the crack, crack, snap, snap of the face. I like when that one. But then. I like when that one black French guy with the Michael Clark Duncan voice changes in silhouette. That was oh, cool. A lot of silhouette changes, which is a little easier to do. And it was... That's what, like, and it's more classic, too. That's like classic Hollywood monster With the moon scares. behind you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Lupin, too. He did the... That's cool. It's it's yeah. it's common, but it's still cool. Yeah, I mean... It's a classic It's one of those things, image. like, never you're like... I'm never going to hate a transformation into a werewolf because it's like we don't we don't get vampire transformations really we get a little bit of teeth and maybe some red eyes opening if you're bella that's not it not in this movie i'm just saying in general vampire transformations you don't see it's not interesting the only teethies we get are craven shows his fangs i think once celine Uh bites michael but we don't see her mouth really no, we, the only one you care about that we care about is Erica. And then we see Erica show her things. Which Len, director Len Wiseman said is the most popular scene in the movie. When she scaredy cat jumps to the ceiling. <laughs> and, she hisses. Has, and her fangs are And her long. fangs pop out. They're long. I, I love her. I think she's adorable. Yeah, she, I said she was. She's, I mean, she's a little bratty to start off with because she's. Again, makes her more interesting. She's constantly in a mental competition with Celine. More it, interesting. The competition is only in her head, but still, she's still yeah, you because know, she just she she's cares. Second, she's second fiddle. She cares so much about Craven's opinion of her. Yeah. 
She wants to be she wants to be liked. Yeah. I think I she's really like I think she's adorable. Yeah. I liked her dress, her fancy dress. Yeah. I was like, that's a cool dress. I didn't like Well and then that 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 underwear she holds up for Celine to wear. Hey, you should wear this. I'm like, yeah, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> no. And Celine's like, um, I like my black leather pants, thank you very much. I, I like wearing my, my tight leather jumpsuit. But yeah, no, yeah, Erica's Erica has a good look throughout the movie. Yeah. She's a soul. She's one of the most beautiful women in the world. Isn't that a soul's thing? What? Tristan and Isolde. Isn't she like the most beautiful woman in the world? I don't know Tristan and Isolde's story. Did you ever see that movie again? With no. Ja- with James Franco. Yeah, no, I'm aware Tristan. of the movie. Because doesn't, don't they cross over into like modern world? Doesn't it take place in, no? Oh, I thought I'd. Is there a different one? Mm, I don't think I thought so. They, I thought somehow they transcend time and space and end up in like modern New York or somewhere in New England. Am I thinking of something totally different? Um, that movie's <laughs> hard to find, by the way. And see, now you've and whenever I my... and whenever I think of Tristan and Isolde, I always think of you know who directed it. I always think of that that Van Houten kid, whatever his name was. You know who directed it? It's Kevin Reynolds, Van Dieter, Van Dieten, <laughs> Kevin Reynolds, Prince of Thieves, Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm aware. What a fun filmography. Uh, set in the Dark Ages, after then, the fall of the Roman Empire. And then flashes back to 1990s New England. No? Oh. Um, no, there is no flash forward to... Is there a modern Tristan Isolde story movie? I don't know. I could not tell you. But that's okay. We didn't say who played... Um, Erica. Sophia Miles. If anyone wants to know. Again, in one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes, The Girl in the Fireplace. I felt bad for her. Yeah, I don't know what happens with because, her. Like how... Well, because she goes to get her things to go with the doctor. Yeah. And for her, a minute has passed. But for him, like he, he walks away from the fireplace and... That's it. Oh, I thought you were that, talking about in this movie. Oh. You're talking about the fireplace again. There's no fireplace in this movie. So I, I th- you said the doctor. I pictured Singe. I'm like, she goes with Singe? I'm like, a minute passes for him, but an eternity passes so for So she her. never gets to go with the doctor. No, it's a sad episode. But not like sad, sad. I just like it. No, I'm talking about Erica in this movie. I felt bad for her, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what happens to her in this movie. Do you? Erica? Yeah. She goes on to live in the mansion still. She stays She just stays there and lives a boring life. Because she doesn't she we don't ever get her in any of the fight scenes. No. Because there's only three vampires in, fighting. In the show. Celine Craven for a second and then he runs Not away. Long. Yeah. He's and, not then, really... and then Victor. And Lucian. So then and then it's right. Lucian. And all his werewolfy people. So Craven during this showdown, okay, Craven and Lucian turn on each other. And Craven tells Celine that Victor was the one who actually murdered her whole family. It wasn't the Likens. Um, he only spared and mentored her due to being reminded of his daughter. He's he's like, Yeah, you reminded him of his daughter that he killed. I mean, they look I mean, nothing of course, because they look nothing alike. I mean, you'd I believe Erica maybe, because yeah. Sophia was blonde. Mm-hmm. But 
whatever. Um, Celine is forced to bite Michael. He's been fatally injured. He's going to die unless she bites him. And I like um, kind of like Edward. Lucian's like bite him, bite him, bite him to save him. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I've heard that line before. Because, <laughs> I mean, Lucian, he he doesn't necessarily hate all vampires. He hates Victor. Yeah, the ones who killed his but, love and... But what he wants is... Does he just want peace and harmony amongst creatures? He does. But also he knows that the future is not vampires and werewolves. It's vampire wolf. It's the hybrid. It's whatever, right? it's whatever whatever Michael is gonna be. Yeah. So Celine And what does he become is something amazing. <laughs> but anyway. But Celine, so yeah, but yeah, Lucia's like, bite him. So she does. Um you know, her bite will then make him an immortal vampire werewolf hybrid. And then while she's doing that, Craven shoots Lucian, which kills him for good. Mm-hmm. Right? He's yeah, he puts a bunch of bullets in there. Which him. I was like, does this mean he's not in any of the sequels? I just don't know. I'm like, does that end Lucian's story? He, again, deserved... Well, that's where Lucian... That's where Lucian's story ends, but... But we want to know... We, we probably we see get where, where it begins. Yeah. I bet. You know, it's why... If you half, said there's a prequel, then yes. half price books, they always have all the Underworld movies. Okay. Noted. I'm just saying. Better that than... Um, Barbarian or whatever. No. So when Victor arrives at the Lycan's lair after the battle, he tells Celine, yeah, Craven's right. I killed your parents. And I killed my daughter. Because I'm just that guy. He also insists. they were defiled. But he tells her he killed Sonia for the good of the people. Because she was pregnant with Lucian's child. He didn't want whatever was inside her. Abomination. Abomination. In the eyes of both species. So really, Victor is a a a death eater. He's a he's a Slytherin. Oh, pure bloods only. Yeah, he's a very pure blood kind of guy. Mm-hmm. We don't want none of you half breeds running around. And then he claims that he made Celine immortal because he loved her. Gross. And proceeds to fight the hybrid Michael. All right, let's talk about Michael the hybrid for two seconds. He's, for one thing, he's like dark blue. Mm. He looks like an X-Men character now. He, Yeah, he looks like he was like auditioning for uh, Beast. Yeah, I would say Beast, same kind of coloring. And we see his transformation, which, like we said, you know, it looks cool. See a lot of crack of the face. But then when he transforms, it's just Scott Speedman. I'm like, where did his face transformation go? Yeah, Michael Sheen's in two other Underworld movies. All right. Is Kate he's Beckinsale in, in all of them? I think so. He's in Underworld Evolution in 2006. Sure. Three years later. And then he pops up in huh. Underworld Rise, Rise of, of the, the Lycans. Okay, I figured he'd got to be in that one. That's the so prequel. So I think that's the prequel, right? I think so. So what's... Ooh, so wait. what does Evolution do? Ooh, I don't want to know. Well, I bet you. Oh, you know, I wonder if maybe it's he only shows up in like flashback. Yeah, that seems to be. Because I think this a is a more trope. Scott Speedman movie. No. Yeah, I believe so. I think this is the one where they, um, where 
we get Craven. Oh, Marcus. Awakening Marcus. Oh. And I believe one of them kills the other one. I don't know. I hope Craven dies because I'm bored I don't with know him. Who. I'm bored with him too, so. I don't know which way it is, but. So, yeah, we have a hybrid Michael who, like, can do everything. He can do, like, martial arts. He can appear and appear somewhere else. He he no. fights like a mofo. He, his whole like popping up, you know, all those places. Surprise! That's not him mastering the the mechanics of of portals. He's just really fast, right? He's not like blink. I can go away now. Yeah, I think it's just speed, man. He's like zip. I can go away now. He's like I just got speed, man. I can. Sp- mm. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that one either. So I mean, it's an entertaining fight, I guess. Even though I'm just like, they needed to lock down his look because that's not a good look. No, I don't know what was like happening. Spend Why more, is spend more time designing that character because this is ugly. Because it just looks like Scott Peedman Pe- <laughs> with like he looks like he fell. He looks like he fell in a vat of ink. Yeah, I he like had the it. same hair, had the same face, with some fangs. He had a weird rib cage, but that's about it. Yeah. And he was like super muscular. Because you would think if if I think I think the this, hybrid should look the most He should be the most he should be the aesthetic ideal of the two. Yeah. Not because it's it's not none of all the side effects yeah. visually. <laughs> like like physically, like yeah. like fight and like abilities wise, he has the best of both worlds. How yeah. about physically give him the best of both? You know, make him nicer looking. Yeah. So initially overwhelmed by Michael's strength, Victor eventually gets the upper hand. Just based on experience. Yeah, he's an elder and attempts to strangle him. Celine rouses from her disorientation because she was been thrown around a bunch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kills Victor by beheading him with his sword. I wouldn't even say that's beheading. That's Mm. slice in the face and He, She did. Did you you call it? Did you know that was going to happen? Yeah, she did to him. What uh, the sisters did to the one Volturi vampire. <laughs> Instead oh. of popping his head off, they only took half his head off. Yeah. Because, um, like, she le- she's holding a sword. She leaps over him. She gets him. Victor's sword. She does, like, this flip over him. And then she's and standing she there. she swings it at him. But it looks like she missed. And then, well, I, I think we... I think I wasn't really sure. I think there's like, acknowledgement that she's made contact, but it it was I think meant to look like she just kind of dragged it across his back, you know? Yeah. Because we do hear it hit something. Okay. Yeah. And then Victor stands up and he's pissed and he does what Lucian can do, sort of. He has like swords in his sleeves or whatever, <laughs> so he yeah. shoots these two out and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna kick your ass." And then of course he's thinking, "Wait, something doesn't feel right." And then half his fucking face slides off. Yeah. And he dies. I mean, I giggled. Because at first I'm like, is his head going to... Because I'm like, the way the camera was, I'm like, no, she got him somewhere else. And we're going to see it after the fact. Because then she showed, we see her blade and there's blood on it. Yeah. We're like, oh, she did do something. And then all of a sudden, yeah, half like diagonally mm-hmm. slides right Which, off. We, we've seen that a million times. I mean... In other things. It's fun to watch, but I'm also like, hmm, whatever. So now, enemies of both vampires and lichens, Selene and Michael, flee the lichens' lair together. They're like, well, we pissed everyone off. Let's go. And then back. And I don't even remember seeing them leave. 
Yeah, I don't I just remember seeing like lichens in the shadows kind of backing away. Mm, yeah. Because they're all scared of the hybrid. And then back at the vampire's mansion, Marcus. Now he's he's the only elder left. Mm-hmm. We don't He awakened. Well, this says the sole surviving vampire. Well, because there's a uh Amelia's gone, there's Victor's a body gone. on the floor above Victor's of uh, Marcus's tomb and is bleeding into the lock. And then that drips down to Marcus and his eyes open. Thing like just like Bella. But his are blue or something. Well, all of theirs are blue. That's These weird. vampires have blue eyes. Yeah, that's weird. Sometimes Celine doesn't have blue. When she wants to. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, when she yeah, needs, that's, uh, when it was, she needs um, to turn on her night vision. It was Singe's body. Remember, he was laying on the floor and it goes into that like... Oh, that was Singe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maze well, type. Yeah. The lock, the little key thing, yeah. It looked like a sewer cover. Manhole cover? Yeah. A Marcus hole cover? A vamp hole cover? Yeah, the blood seeps into his sarcophagus and mm. then he wakens. I do like the whole, like, like going back to Victor's reanimation... Or we, mm-hmm. his uh-huh. awakening. He's pretty juicy when he like comes she, out. Like she, she, Celine makes his up bleed, puts it into a little, That's like, a lot of blood whole, coming out of her. A whole, like, Rube Goldberg blood machine. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Drips onto Mark Victor's mouth and his teeth, which then gets into his body. And we see the blood traveling through, like, his throat. And it's kind of turning everything on as it goes. Yep, and everything starts pumping. He's all dried out, beef jerky looking. Yeah. And then slowly, like, you know kind of plumps him back up enough to like wake him up and then he's all hooked up to like IV bags of Mm -hmm. blood and things. It's all very elaborate. It's very cool. I liked it. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, like like you said, they put a lot of thought into that. That that seems like a more realistic way of how like a dried up old beef jerky vampire would be. Mm, Like reanimated. Because he he wouldn't instantly be like, bloop, I'm fresh and ready to go. Yeah, he'd be a little crunchy and gross still. I'm still a little out of breath. Let yeah. me get my fluids. <laughs> yeah. And throughout the, ever after his awakening throughout the movie, he gets less and less juicy and more human-like. Got mm-hmm. some hair coming in. His, his skin is smoother and a little and then shinier. I mean, for there, when he was like fully back, I was like, damn, looks kind of, Bill Nye's kind of a good looking guy when he's when an he's, evil he, vampire. He looks tall. We've met Bill Nye. We've seen Bill Nye. Oh, at the Pirates premiere. Mm-hmm. We haven't met him, but we've seen him yeah. up close in person. This was the same year as Pirates of the Caribbean, by the way. He's not short, but I wouldn't say he's tall. He's okay. also very old. <laughs> but not as old. Like, this but was 20 looks, years ago. So he, he was, looks 10 feet tall when he's wearing his cape. You think he was probably like in his, his 50s? Cloak. This was 2003? This was 2003. It's the same year as like, was he in the first Pirates movie? Or not until the second one? Ooh, I think not till the second one. But this is also right after, like, Love Actually. He was born in 1949. It's the same year as Love Actually. Okay, so he's my So he's mom's 54. Age. Okay. In so, yeah, movie. he's in his 50s. He's a pretty yeah. good-looking guy when he's a vampire. You know what? He's always been He's always been an old man to me. Yeah. Because I've never known him as an old guy. Yeah. But even, like, his, you know, whatever his I'm to be headshot picture is, uh, and and I was a younger, uh, good looking uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I not, saw it. Not when... unattractive. Yeah. And like old Bill Nye has that kind of classy old man look, mm. where he's like, you know, he's he's still cooler than you'll ever be, mm. you know. So, um, 
couple of fun facts. Not fun. Um, so we mentioned sequels. Uh, so a sequel titled Underworld Evolution, which Marcus fully awakens, was released January 20th, 2006. The prequel, Underworld Rise of the Lycans, which gives more detail about the creation of the Lycan species and Lucian's hatred, was released January 23rd, 2009. Mm-hmm. A second sequel... Okay, because we have sequel, prequel. So then the second sequel, Underworld Awakening, was released on January 20th, 2012. And a third sequel, Underworld Blood, War- Blood Wars, was released January 6th, 2017. So all January releases. Because they're like, what else we got going on in January? Like, not quite a, a Christmas movie. <laughs> so not only... Um, did- so this is just in time for Valentine's Day. Perfect. <laughs> So not only did Kate Beckinsale meet her future husband, director Len Wiseman, but at the time she was in a long-term relationship with actor Michael Sheen, Lucian, Michael and Kate. Did did, did her and Michael meet on this movie? No. They knew each other before. They were in a long-term relationship at this point. Well, these movies are in long-term relationships. I, I don't know if it was from first movie to last movie. No, before this movie. Okay, okay, okay. Michael and Kate share a daughter together who appears in the film during a flashback when Selene was younger. Yeah. Which I looked and I didn't see it, but I might have closed my eyes for a second. I do not remember seeing a flashback. Wait, she shows up in this movie? It says appears in the film. Oh, you're still on the under, actual underworld? Yes. Okay. Not not franchise. Okay, okay, no. okay, okay. okay. Uh, Michael and Len, the uh-huh. guy she left him for... Uh-huh. Have since become very close friends. Yeah, their relationship colla- is weird. Yeah, and have collaborated with each other on Underworld Brides of the Lycans. Michael and Kate still remain, remain very close and are both raising their daughter equally. And Kate has stated that Michael is her best friend and they still remain very close. I do like... I think it's an interesting dynamic. It is very interesting. I, I don't know if I'd be cool with it, but... Well, okay. for I Like, from Michael Sheen's point of view, You've lost Kate Beckinsale, arguably one of the most beautiful women in the world. Okay. But you're also seemingly one of the nicest guys in the world. Michael Sheen seems like a. it would take a lot to bother him. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I maybe. The self-restraint that he has to be cool. Hmm. With this guy and his... Because he's probably thinking, you know what? I'm not doing myself any favors by hating them both. Yeah. What if I... Just, remain... acknowledge, just acknowledge that, that just that's just life. Shit happens. Like, okay, we have a daughter. Let's just stay in each other's lives. Yeah. And I mean, good for all... I mean, less so for Len, but good for Kate and Michael still. Well, Len's like, well, I got her in the end. Wow. Did they? Are they still together? I think so. I have no idea. <clears throat> um, so there were no special effects used to deepen Kevin Gray voice. His voice. That's his voice. No, I know. It's, it's just a fun oh, fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that voice is intense, man. Yeah. And then, like I said, director Len Wiseman stated that the scene of Erica hissing at Michael is the most popular scene in the entire film. Every time you say Len Wiseman. Len Goodman. All I see is... Dancing with the stars. Um, three other people considered for the role. 
um, Holly Berry. What role of Celine? Yeah. This is the same year as like Catwoman. So she's wearing like the same clothes. So I could see it. I mean, honest, I can honestly see Halle Berry. Well, no, I see, I see Catwoman. In, yeah, I know. In I do Celine. too. That's... And also, it's weird because Celine, Selena. Selena Kyle. Yeah, I know. Um, Rona Mitro, I don't know who that is. I guess I can click her name, but I don't know who that is. Okay. Oh, she's the daughter of Nora Downey and Anthony Mitra. Of course. Who? I don't know. Okay. Um, and Mia Jovovich. Of course. She's like, I'm going to do something else. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think? 61. 31. Okay. <laughs> Roger Ebert said, quote, this is a movie so paltry in its characters and shallow in its story that the war seems to exist primarily to provide graphic visuals. Sure. Okay. Um, Kate Beckinsale's daughter's name is Lily Moe. I knew that. I fucking Lily Mo Sheen. I Cute. fucking love. She's it. probably old now. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, because define old. Because you're talking about we have bone eyes. She's probably like in her late twenties. If she was a child, this movie was twenty gr- years ago. Yeah. Um, she was. Let's say she was like three six. to three to six. So yeah, yeah I'm sure she's driving around voting and stuff. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, I didn't put the. What? You know. Budgets. Yeah. Hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Underworld. Where are you? There you are. Um. So the cost budget was about twenty-two million. Mm, where'd you get that? On number? Wikipedia? 22 million. This, oh, you know what? I'm looking at a way wrong movie. You okay. Okay. How much do you think this movie made without looking down at your phone and putting your thing? Because whenever I listen to our podcast, I am always 10 times louder than you. Well, because you're louder. Um, no, I actually hold my microphone to my face. Um, I would say this movie made Two hundred and seventy-five oh, million dollars. A lot. No, it made ninety-five point oh. <laughs> seven, which is still, you know, that's pretty good. It's for a this. sexy poster. It's a sexy poster. People are like, "Well, I want to see more of that," and yeah. they did. Um, I couldn't tell you. I'm not going to look at what the budgets for all the sequels were because I don't uh, care enough. Budget for Underworld Evolution was fifty million because that's the one I was looking at. And okay, you said 22, twenty-two. And I'm million. like, well, I have so a way to remember. a little bit more budget. Um. So the movie was initially, uh, oops, nope, that's not what I wanted to read. I missed my. So I'm oh, talking about the how much money it made. So days before the U.S. opening, September, the president of Screen Gems greenlit not only a sequel to the movie but also a prequel. After seeing the number of tickets sold in Canada alone, so he's like, "We'll make, we'll, I'll give you at least a trilogy. You can do it before, and sure. you can do it after. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah." And I, I will say, Underworld Evolution made quite a bit. Did it really? How much did it make? Then tell me. Well, quick. you know what? This no. made 95. Did it make more than that? It did make more than did that. Did it make over 100? Uh, you don't know? 
No, no, no. I, I do know. Um, oh yeah, it didn't make the one hundred thirteen. It it didn't make as much more, like percentage wise, like, than to the, to, yeah, yeah. But it it made a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, but Bill Nye's back. Yeah, they're all back. Even uh, even Amelia and Crave. And, oh yeah, Zita Gorog as Amelia. I guess she has lines, but they had to oh, be dubbed. Good. Oh, because the mics didn't pick up her voice or something. Odd. Okay. Just like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, All my lines are dubbed. They are actually. Sean goes into a lot of work to do it. So this movie has three taglines. Underworld. It's underneath you. And I don't like any of them. They're dark. They're moody. They're awfully hairy broody. So I'm going to tell you the three taglines. I'm going to tell you the three taglines and then I'll tell you what this movie was init- initially pitched as. Which uh. is the tagline they should have used wait okay okay so we have an immortal battle for supremacy that doesn't tell me shit sure um on september 19th all hell breaks loose no doesn't tell me anything no this fall when the battle begins which side will you choose okay so now we i know that it's something versus something but that still doesn't really tell me much. so it's basically just civil war okay um, but the movie was initially pitched as Romeo and Juliet for vampires and werewolves. You know what? Put that on the poster and you'll get people to see it. Um, That's all. So, yeah, there, this one, Romeo and Juliet, is Lucian and Sonia. Yeah. Even though we never see that. Yeah. It's only told about in... In rise of in well in flashback. Well, we we get a glimpse, we get a a snapshot of it in flashback, and then we were told of it secondhand, thirdhand. So, secondhand in Rise of the Lichens, we do get you know. Well, obviously, look at the poster for Rise of the Lichens. Yeah, it's great. You saw it with Bill Nye sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. But you know who's not in Rise of the Lichens? She has a small cameo. Erica? Kate Beckinsale. Oh. <laughs> no, Erica's not in there either. We have a cameo from Kate Beckinsale and archive audio from Craven. But other than that, like... Oh, and we get Rona Mitra. Who's, oh, uh, yeah. What's her name? Yeah, uh, she was supposed to play her. Isn't that fun? As Sonia. Okay. Neat. Um, Yeah. Roman and Juliet for vampires and werewolves. I'm, 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 I'm for that. We didn't talk about that. This movie was written by Danny motherfucking McBride. Yeah, and I don't really know who that is. So that's why I didn't. It's not a. Fun oh, fact. you know what? Uh huh. Totally different, Danny McBride. Okay, that's what I figured. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're taking on the same guy. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, that's Underworld. Again, um, not like super fun and seemed like it was 12 hours long. It is slightly over two hours. Um, but maybe just maybe piqued enough interest in Sean to make him want to see the sequels. I definitely want to see the sequels. Uh, I think I would only want to see Rise of the Lycans. Yeah, this is Danny McBride that I was thinking of. Mm. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He was. He. I don't uh, know who that is. There's all those stupid James Franco movies. Nope. 
and stuff. No idea. Um, oh, you're the worst. I know. Anything else you want to say about Underworld? Because I have stuff to do today. This movie. Um, and I didn't care about this movie. <laughs> I, I hate to say, but this movie could have been barkier. Uh-huh. This movie could have been like I I I don't like it when I see it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think they avoided it on purpose. This movie wasn't as sexy as it could have been. Could have been sexier. Yeah. There was no chemistry. I don't know. I just and I think I think that was the poster tease too. Look at look how sexy this movie is. Look at me, yeah. this hot girl. They're like, look, in we like made skin tight suit. We made Kate Beckinsale like eat only chicken and lettuce or whatever she said. Oh, really? That's unfortunate. She, she super dieted to to squeeze into this. Oof, I hate when I hear that. I know it makes me sad. Especially, I feel like she would have hated that. I know because you know because she sticks candies in people's butt cracks when they sleep. She's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and she no wonder she was so so much in a bad mood she was hungry yeah I feel like Kate Beckinsale would be a fun hang yeah I'm sure we'll never be able to to I, witness that but you know I'll make some phone calls alright um, I, I, I I yeah I do want to see the other ones though okay well maybe someday maybe someday alright I'm done talking about Underworld fight him to save him <laughs> Should we pick for next week? It will not be an Underworld movie. We had we 368. Had a bunch of movies, didn't we? Um, not a bunch. Oh, we had some. I got a couple last week. Hey, Google. Pick a number from 1 to 368. Oh, three, uh, 368? Oh, what did I say? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Because I fucked up. <laughs> I was like, wow, we added 200 more movies. <laughs> 168. Hey, hey, Google, pick a number from 1 to 168. Here's a random number, 130. Oh. Underworld, Rise of the Lichens. Oh, this is one of my faves. What letter? It starts with an S. Uh, from 2016. Sleepless in St. Louis. When people say that they think Jaws is, is scary, I say, mm, you got to watch this one instead. Serendipity. Jaws. Serendipity? Sharknado. The Shallows. Oh, with Blake Lively? With Blake Lively. With With Blake Lovely? Did I make you watch that? No, I've never seen it. It is so good. It is such a Costa good... Costa Rica? Mm, I don't know. She gets... I don't know. She gets Jeep ridden out know. by a yeah, local? Yeah, by a local. Because that's where her mom spent time or something. In Costa Rica. Or I don't I don't remember the place. Mexa, that's not important. Mexa Rica? Mexico. Some Latin generic. Mexico. Wow. I don't know. That's all, that, or me, I'm thinking of 47 meters down. Many more? Yeah. That's fun. Not as scary as The Shallows. That one's more fun. And silly. This is not a silly I've, one. I've seen a lot of the shallows because I know how the shark dies. Oh yeah, at the end, it smooshes smooshes its face in the floor of the ocean mm. or whatever. The buoy or something. This is one of those movies where you can't help but think like, "What would I do in this?" Situation? Oh, I would die. I would. Get I eaten would. By a shark. I would die right away. <laughs> I would get eaten by a shark. Um, 
which I like those movies because a lot of times I'm like, well, I'm never going to find myself in this situation, but I still want to think, what would I do? I certainly wouldn't be able to sew my skin up with an earring. Um, but yeah, The Shallows. I think it's one of the best shark movies. Obviously, Jaws, you know, is Jaws. But this one, there's a lot of shark movies. And this one, I think, was one of the scarier ones. This is one of those movies that's a life lesson of never go in the ocean alone. Yes. Don't surf alone. Don't scuba dive yep. alone. That was her biggest mistake was being by herself. <sighs> All right. So next week, The Shallows. Until then, you can... Do we have Shallow How? No, I refuse to okay. watch that movie. Because I bet you that would have been this one if we owned oh, it. Oh, God. I'd be like, mm, actually, we don't own it. You can follow us on the socials at Why Do We Own This DVD. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't like that either. Uh, thanks, as always, <laughs> to... <laughs> mm, don't like that either. Look at my watch. Okay, come on. We have things to do. I'm already an hour past when I wanted to end this. Thanks, (laughs) as always, to Brushy One String for our theme song. You can find Brushy at brushyonestring.com. And thanks to Marlene LePage for our artwork. Hey, there's my book. (laughs) Um, I think that's it. I don't know what you want to end with. because I don't remember any music from this movie. You'll have to look it up because I don't either. Yeah, I know. Um, I wasn't impressed with the Like, music. I don't remember if there was... There's the only, the only song I... Were I, there songs or was it all weird score? There was like... A, there was one song when he was in the backseat changing and the guy's like, oh, you're loud. Turn the music up. And Girl, was, you'll be a woman now. Or whatever it was playing. I don't know. That I wasn't impressed. Fun. That would have been funny. All right. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you with some sharks. Sure. Adios.